in this uh, practice of vipassana meditation, um, translated usually insight, insight meditation, um, a more a more literal translation would be looking deeply or seeing deeply. Uh, so seeing deeply meditation, uh, looking deeply uh, into the nature of our experience. So in insight meditation, it's often uh, described as uh, having two streams of uh, of teachings, and um, and one of the streams has to do with calming the mind, collecting the mind, uh, steadying the mind, uh, in, and enabling the mind, training the mind and developing the mind um, so that it can look deeply into the nature of our experience. So it has the capacity to, uh, to be um, clear and steady and attentive as we turn uh, to investigate, explore the nature of the body, the nature of the mind, the nature of life, the nature of, of our experience um, in the service of becoming free, in the service of becoming free from the suffering that limits us. Uh, so so that's, that's what the Buddha was all about, was um, you know, helping, you know, discovering for himself and, and then teaching how we can liberate ourselves, release ourselves from the habits that perpetuate suffering in our lives. And, um, and so uh, the, this, this division into um, two kind of st- streams of practice um, is you know, perhaps a bit uh, too oversimplifying because really uh, in, as we calm the mind, uh, insight arises. And, um, and, and as, we, as we develop this capacity to collect our attention, to collect the mind, to, to be more present in our lives, um, uh, the, the kinds of habits of, of, you know, kind of grasping onto experience, uh, grasping onto things that we think will make us happy and trying to get rid of things that we think are causing our unhappiness. You know, these, we see through these, just, just through calming the mind. Um, so I'm going to, um, I'm going to talk today, I'm going to emphasize um, talking about this, this practice called samatha, which, which means uh, tranquility, and uh, samatha, samadhi, uh, basically the same word. And, um, and we're going to learn some practices to cultivate uh, tranquility, uh, calmness, well-being. Um, I've been reading a book uh, recently uh, by a teacher um, named Ron Berbia. He's um, he's the uh, resident teacher at Gaia House, uh, which is kind of one of the um, kind of uh, sister uh, retreat centers, uh, study and practice centers of. Um, the Insight Meditation Society in, in, in Barrie, Massachusetts, and Spirit Rock in California, um, and uh, the True North Insight, young and, and humble as we are, uh, we're in that family too. And, um, and so, uh, yeah, so Gaia House is, uh, is one of the early centers that began for the practice and um, development of 
of Vipassana. Uh, and um, uh, so, um, so I, I've been uh, very inspired by the way that he presents uh, the teachings, and so I just want to um, express a bow of, uh, of respect and, and gratitude and uh, acknowledgement that, um, that some of the ways, many of the ways I'll, I'll be expressing the teachings have been uh, inspired by what he's been saying. And um, uh, so, so one of the things that um, that Rob emphasizes in his teachings is that um, everything that we we take in about what we experience um, and what life is around us and who we are and and how we're relating to the life around us uh, is 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 filtered through perceptions so our perceptions are conditioned our perceptions perception it's, it's a very uh, it's a very key teaching in the Dharma uh, it's it it's it's very basic in that, you know, we our senses, for example, um, like we have a certain range of light that our, our we're able to sense. We don't sense all the light there is, and so so our sense perception, just even seeing, is already conditioned by the limitations of our of our bodies. What what we can see, what we can hear. Um, you know, any of you who have, who live with uh, animal companions, you know, know that, you know, they'll hear something that we don't hear, or they'll smell something that that we don't, we can't smell. And um, and so, you know, there's so so just even that very basic. Um, Experience of perception is uh, is conditioned by bodies that we have, and and then it's also conditioned by our our experiences, our upbringing, our our social conditioning, our education, uh, and so on. So so we're always interpreting um, uh, everything that's arising moment by moment, and um, and. And one of the uh, and and some of the conditioning factors uh, that are conducive to suffering uh, is is that when our perceptions are conditioned by grasping, or conditioned by aversion or hatred, or conditioned by confusion or or ignorance, uh, like not not wanting to know, not wanting to see, uh, not wanting to understand. So kind of a turning away. So so these these are conditioning our perceptions all the time. And so so one of the ways we can understand the Dharma is that we are learning. <coughs> skillful ways, liberating ways of perceiving, uh, training our perceptions. And, um, and so uh, many of the samatha practices, and of course the inside practices as well, can be understood <coughs> in this way. So, <coughs> In the basic samatha practice, um, we take an object of meditation, and and most often it's, uh, you know, in my in the way I teach, and many teachers uh, teach, it's um, it's the the sensation of the breath, just feeling the breath, 
And so, um, so we're training the mind to to attend, to let go of the the busyness, the uh, the restlessness, the drivenness, the compulsions of the conditioned mind, uh, and and we're training the mind to. Um, to attend and to become more stable in in a particular object or in a in a field in a particular field and um, and so so there's a uh, a really important learning that happens in in this practice of some of samatha training samatha and 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 that learning is that you know the all of the the habits of the mind the busyness of the mind um, it's uh, the all the, the the compulsive problem solving that we do uh, figuring it out you know that that that's not going to that's not going to bring us to a sense of well-being and presence and um, and a feeling of an experience of integrity within ourselves. Um, that so so we can let that go, and we can learn to stabilize in the present moment with a present moment experience of breathing, feeling the breath. And as I mentioned last night, um, like it's, it's also okay to use other um, present moment experiences such as feeling the body or hearing sounds um, because uh, sometimes it doesn't work for uh, you know for one reason or another to to kind of just connect in the body. So so we 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 really learn to work gently and respectfully with uh, what feels right for ourselves and and um, yeah and 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 we can learn to maybe work work through uh, whatever kind of resistance or um, obstructions come up. Uh, so, and if there are no, um, you know, no, no felt, no experienced obstructions to being with the breath in the body, then that's, that's a good, um, a good way forward, a good, uh, good approach. Um, so, so in in uh, bringing our attention, collecting our attention around the breath, um, we are collecting the energies of the mind, collecting the energies of uh, the awareness in the body. And so we uh, we do this by by really bringing an interest, bringing a curiosity to uh, how is the breath manifesting in the body, and um, and exploring that, you know, just really feeling, you know, what is the texture of the breath, what is the the length of the breath, what is the depth of the breath, is it shallow, is it deep? Does it feel constricted? Does it feel relaxed? And and it's not that we're trying to uh, perfect the breath. It's not that we're trying to find a perfect kind of breath. It's, it's that we're just uh, really getting close to the breath, getting interested, um, kind of immersing ourselves in the breath. 
And and this is a this is the breath is a um, generally it's kind of a a neutral uh, it's a it's a kind of a a very um, uh, calming object um, because it comes and goes on its own and it's. Uh, it has its own rhythm. It's always there, um, and so, so we can relax into just uh, collecting our attention around the breath. <clears throat> and this unfolds. This practice unfolds. Um, it. There's the Buddha taught one of the, one of the key discourses on mindfulness that the Buddha taught was the uh, Anapanasati Sutta, which just simply means mindfulness. Sati is mindfulness um, or awareness or uh, or bringing our um, our awareness to remembering uh, and Anapana means breathing in and breathing out. Um, but um, one thing that's interesting about uh, the, the words ana and pana, breathing in, breathing out, is that in these words, um, that has a, the, this, this, a similar meaning to the word prana. It comes from the same root. And prana, uh, some of you know from yoga practice, is um, uh, kind of a, this this life energy that is um, pointed to. So, so I, I find it quite interesting that um, that that in embedded in the, in the words anapana, there's a sense of the breath, which is not just something you know materialistic. We have a very Materialistic worldview in uh, 21st century, very, very science-based. Um, <coughs> there's something which is uh, more than that. That is, that is being alluded to or included in the word anapana sati. So it's something about. Connecting, breathing in the life energy and and breathing out uh, that energy and and a kind of a, a flow and a renewal and a connection to life around us. And um, of course, we can't really know what um, the 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 kind of understandings were. Of the Buddha, that at the time of the Buddha, but but we can perhaps uh, recognize that they weren't the same as ours, and that the assumptions that we bring to what breathing is are different, and they were different for the Buddha. What is breathing, and that breathing itself is something that connects us in a very profound way. To uh, to all of life. So um, and so, you know, maybe we can open up our uh, our understanding of what breathing is. Um, maybe not fixing on a new kind of view, but rather just. Um, Allowing the view we have of what breathing is to to become uh, more open-ended and curious, and um, and allowing uh, something of uh, uh, mystery, uh, not knowing, not not fixing in our ideas on what it is to be be part of it.
<clears throat> so this uh, collectedness of mind, which is uh, samatha, samadhi, is also characterized by a, a quality of well-being that is cultivated in, in the body and mind. Um, because we're letting go, the implicit in, in the practice is a letting go of driven states, compulsive states of mind, drivenness to grasp, driven, drivenness to resist, push away, to try to control everything. And, um, and so, so there's a, um, uh, there's a calming, uh, a tranquility, and, and a joy that arises in the practice. So one useful way to think about this samatha practice is, um, is really a, a deep caring for the body and mind. It's a, it's a like attending, attending a, a wholesome uh, caring for the body and mind and uh, a development of body and mind. Um, so I think uh, I think I'll stop talking about what samatha is, uh, samatha practices, and I'll um, I'll lead uh, a guided practice. So if you want to take a moment to um, to release your posture and uh, you, know, you could stand up for a moment if you like. <coughs> If you're feeling, if you find you're feeling sleepy, you know, feel free to practice standing up or, or you can open your eyes. first day of a retreat to feel tired because we come from you know quite busy lives and and uh, many of us have traveled to get here so um, so you know balance see if you can balance uh, kind of the caring for yourself and resting uh, and and uh, and energizing yourself, and um, you know, kind of showing up, you know, taking time to rest, and then when it's, then when you are uh, practicing, just uh, bring that. I kind of um, can arouse the energy. Just um, lift in the spine and open your eyes, and and uh, stand up if that's helpful.
So please take a posture that feels stable and balanced and easeful. So, um, so if you if you're sitting cross-legged, just I'll just say a, a word about posture now, uh, and maybe a bit more at the end. But if you're sitting cross-legged. Um, it's good if your knees are resting on the mat. Uh, and if they're not, um, then you might need to sit higher or you, you could put a, uh, a cushion under one of your knees or both of your knees to, uh, to support them. Uh, we, have a, we, we have some equipment there on the side there. So, uh, you know, feel free to go even right now and get a cushion to um, to lift yourself up if you need to, um, and um, and there are also some benches. So if you find sitting cross-legged is uh, is not that comfortable for you, then um, then you can try a bench. Um, and uh, and also uh, if you if you find that. Um, that sitting on the floor is, is, is really challenging, then uh, by all means, you know, shift to a chair. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe that, uh, maybe just the bigger cushion would be, would be good, yeah. It takes some experimentation and uh, sort it out after a while. Um, yeah, so, so two essentials of posture, balance, stable, and, um, and a sense of ease in the posture. So that there's, a, there's a quality of nobility. You know, the, the Buddha called the practitioners of his teachings noble ones. And there's, there's something noble in the posture um, there's a, a quality of ease. We don't want to be kind of, you know, struggling all the time with the posture. And, and also part of that nobility and ease is the lifting through the spine, the, the straightness of the posture, you know, to the extent that your body allows. Um, and um, so bringing like lifting through the spine, through the crown, of, base of the spine, through the crown of the head, and um, and if you're sitting uh, in a chair, and you can and you find that you can uh, um, allow the the spine to be self-supporting rather than leaning into the back of the chair, then that can be helpful for alertness and. Um, and the energizing of the spine. And if you have back issues, then by all means, you know, lean uh, into the back of the chair if you need to. And so, um, as we feel into the body, we're aware of the, of the shape of the body sitting, <coughs> We can feel the breath. And bring your attention to just that experience, a simple experience of, of feeling the in-breath and the out-breath. Notice where you sense the breath. Notice where the breath is uh, showing up in your awareness. Where in the body 
and feel the whole in-breath, the end of the in-breath that turns into the out-breath, the beginning, middle, end of the out-breath, the end of the out-breath, and the space before the next in-breath. Let your breathing collect the scattered attention of the mind. An image that the Buddha used for this practice is like kneading dough. He actually talked about kneading bath powder into a ball. Um, Powder was mixed with water. We don't do that so much anymore, but we need maybe a more familiar image would be kneading dough, gathering all the dry ingredients and mixing them together with the moist ingredients. And so, gathering all the scattered bits of the mind and kneading, pulling them in to connect with the breath with the body, with the feeling in the body.
Anapanasati Sutta, the Buddha instructed, as we bring our attention to the breath, feel it in the body, we begin to bring our attention into the whole body. So this is, um, so I'm pointing to a kind of development and I invite you to explore how this opens up for you. That, That we begin by collecting the attention with the breath, gathering the attention, the awareness with this meditation object of the breath. Feeling it in the body. And then as the meditation, as the uh, attention stabilizes, becomes more steady, the awareness can open up into the whole body. sense of the whole body breathing. You may notice the quality of energy in the body. Notice if there's a quality of anxiety. uncertainty, confusion. It's okay. Just let it be. You may notice some quality of well-being, 
in some place in the body, perhaps, or some place that feels neutral, just kind of, it's okay. Or even perhaps something which is pleasant, like, like peace or joy. So you can notice that. places in the body where you feel neutral or content or ease can be a kind of a resting place not a place of grasping but place of enjoyment. And at the same time, mindful of breathing. So part of the attention can be with the breathing. And part of the attention can be in the whole body. Or you can narrow it down to just being with the breath if that feels more supportive to you right now. You can explore narrowing the attention to a more focused practice, feeling the whole breath and collecting the whole attention to follow the breath and opening up to feel the whole body with the breath more on the periphery